Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, happy Wednesday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, and today we're going back to talking about uh, some strategy, specifically focusing on the world of campaign strategy, bringing the successful tools that work in the world of business to the world of campaign politics, talking about not just good strategies, the right strategies. Morgan Bonwell, welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Brian. Uh, The concept of your show is incredible, Uh, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. That's gold. We, we try. We try. We're trying to make the, the conversation a little bit different because, I don't know about you, I, I saw this meme. It was the Captain America meme, and it's, it was uh, me four years ago or whatever. Was, you know, I, I would argue about politics, and then me now. It's him saying, I don't think I will. Um, and that, that's me. I think we're seeing right now your average person is also tired of the fighting. They're tired of the arguments. They're looking for real, tangible solutions, and... Let's address the elephant in the room. They're out there. The solutions are right there before us. But unfortunately, I think more often than not, what we see is that we get stuck in trying to talk about how great we are, the features and benefits side of thing, versus what are we doing in terms of solving people's problems. And you've been doing this uh, specifically through trying to help candidates address their constituents uh, and and meet their target markets, yes, where they're at on the issues they care about, and actually win elections. And you've been doing that now for a while. So how about this? Let's have you do a quick introduction here to the Brian Nichols Show audience, your past, and what led you to be the founder of Right Strategies. Yeah, Brian, thank you so much. I, uh, I founded Right Strategies in January of this year because there were so many first-time candidates running for office. And just like you said, they're, they're new candidates who are solution-driven. They're not typical uh, Washington politicians. They're not uh, people who have been around for a while. They, they have a mission and they want to help uh, their, their district. So I found that they have this problem of not knowing where to start. So uh, they've got that heart, that mission, vision, but no tools to help them. And so Right Strategies focuses on empowering conservatives with the tools and resources they need to run for office, share their vision, and most importantly, win. Uh, Like you said, I've been doing this for a while. I've worked in uh, campaigns. I've worked at the State House here in Iowa and at a leading conservative vendor. Uh, I went to the University of Northern Iowa. I'm an Iowa girl, first in the nation caucus state. Uh, we'll be teaching our two little ones that information early on. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy to be on this side and working for this mission. It's refreshing to hear the approach to, to politics in this way. Um, especially when you look at how the, the national, the global conversation has really deteriorated into just outright tribalism in many cases. Um, and right now, you, you you mentioned there has been an influx of, dare I say, just normal people who are looking to make a difference, who are yes. looking to make a change. And 
I don't know about you, and I was just talking about this back a few weeks ago. Actually, it was a week ago, excuse me, uh, on the, the show. This has a feeling of the Tea Party movement, kind of that circa 2009, where 2010, it was the floodgates opened. And I, I kind of feel that right now, but we need candidates to not just be right on the issues. And it's important, right? We need them to be good on those issues, mm-hmm. but we need them to be able to to articulate those issues and make it matter to your average person. So let's kind of start here, Morgan. And I think this would be the the great, uh, you know, where your your average person is at. And that is, what are the top issues that we should be talking about right now? What are you advising clients who are running as candidates to to be focusing on? Obviously, it's going to be specific on their areas, but do you see any recurring themes that are going across the board? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, school choice and anything to do with educating our youth right now is big. I know in Iowa, our governor was pushing this ESA bill. Um, and then and then critical race theory. Obviously, we don't want the the radicals on one side indoctrinating our youth. You know, I've got two little ones and a few of my candidates have little ones that they they want to send to school and know that they are going to learn, you know, what every generation before them has learned. Uh, science, math, you know, reading, writing. Um, the other thing is fighting inflation. Uh, the gas prices, everything is ridiculous right now. Baby formula you can't find on the shelves. Uh, we're struggling to you know, make enough to afford the the necessary items. And that's not the America that we know. Um, if you're working hard, you you do what is best for you and your family and and really provide like we need to do better. So that is, those are the issues that I think uh, candidates should really be hitting on right now. And that's what the people care about. Yeah. Uh, now, the first one, here's the first pushback you'll get. Let's see what your your thoughts are. That's culture war. That's the school choice issue, CRT. I mean, when you bridge the CRT, I guess that's where the culture war argument would come in. School choice, obviously, is much more policy, and we're seeing the wins that are, that are happening there with Corey DeAngelis. But the CRT conversation, that kind of goes towards the uh, what's happening with Ron DeSantis down in Florida right now. Do, do you see that maybe being a bridge too far for some certain people, or do you see it as a true winning issue? I mean, with so I work primarily with Iowa candidates right now. Uh, right now, it is a hot topic. I, I, I think obviously you've got the left and the right fighting on this and kind of playing party politics in some way. But it is it's so important for us to be using our taxpayer dollars, which go to education, to be teaching our kids. I, I really don't. Uh, I don't see anyone specifically paying to be taught these items. So I don't know. I hate, I, I mean, I'm a big DeSantis fan, so, uh, I, I don't disagree with what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about inflation. Um, inflation obviously is something that people see not only in, in terms of their, their savings, their money just not going as far, but you know, every time they go to the gas station, the, the, the numbers right there, uh, in front of them, the sticker shock from the gas. So, 
let's let's talk about and also the grocery store by the way like you go to the grocery store you fill the little buggy and it's like a fourth full and it's still a hundred bucks and you're like wait what when that happened um let's yeah. talk about that right like inflation is hitting people hard what are you seeing in terms of having that conversation how are you how are you effectively engaging the conversation right now yeah so as as a conservative, we we believe in lower taxes, so we have to alleviate that burden for our taxpayers right now. So, um, you know, presenting the the problem and then giving the solution of alleviating some taxes uh, can overall tell a voter how how they could either come out on top after election day and maybe get some financial financial security in a way or, you know, go to the left and have our taxes raised and record high inflation and keep going this route. So, and that kind of ties into what I really would love to talk to you about in the, in the book that I read. It's, it's fantastic for, um, you know, showing who, who we're targeting and then how you, how you form that message around it. Go right into it, please. Morgan, fire away. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to share this concept because it works in both business and uh, campaigns. Uh, A while back, I read a marketing book that completely changed my mindset on determining the customer's needs, challenges, motivation for buying. Aren't those books the best, by the way, when you get a book and it just like hits you like that? I couldn't. I, I was so happy that I read this because I saw where I was going wrong beforehand. I've read probably like, not kidding, close to probably 60 or so sales books in in the past like few years. And like over, let's see, yeah, over my shoulder here. Those are the, those are the, the keepers right here. Like those are the ones that are like the, the, the gold. And, and that is, you know, it's a good book when you, you sit there highlighter in hand, which I mean, I just coincidentally have to have right here because I literally will go through and I'll highlight a book. I'll dog ear a book to death. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just know when you get a book like that, it feels so good to know like, oh, this is a game changer. Yes. Yes. Do you take notes too, or do you just highlight or? Um, So I usually, what I'll do is I'll highlight first and then I'll do a reread where I'll take notes separately on a Google docs uh, app where I'll use the voice to text. Um, so then I'll just kind of like say, you know, you know, page 129 thought, and then I'll, I'll just commentate. Or if uh, I'll use my transcription service, I use Otter, and I will, I'll just kind of talk through the book and my notes. Um, either way works because you'll get the, uh, the transcription, which is really, uh, really nice. But, uh, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of different ways I'll, I'll go through. Just, I need to, to first though, read it and digest it first and then get the chance to go back and then kind of add my, my thoughts and commentary. Well, I'd be interested. I, I would buy your commentary for those books. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I don't know. Have you heard of building a story brand? No, I haven't had the chance to read this this gem yet. Tell me more. Okay, yeah. So it's by Donald Miller, and it lays out a framework that I use to start right strategies, um, but I've also implemented into messaging for my candidates. So uh, the story brand framework steps follow the basic concept of a hero meeting a guide. So first, the customer has a problem that needs solved. And they're introduced to a guide and that guide gives them a plan or a solution 
and calls them to action where they either achieve success and how they can ultimately avoid failure. So um, in the book, it talks about using this method in business and marketing your product. Um, but as I started to develop this concept, well, implement it, implementing it in my own business, I was like, wow, candidates could really use this. Because instead of saying vote for Morgan, she's the best thing ever. And, uh, you know, I love her. Uh, I'd say uh, your children are being taught critical race theory and liberal ideology in school. So this is our this is our problem. Uh, I want to help that. You're the guide. Uh, when elected this June, I plan to sit down with parents like you and draft legislation that bans CRT in classrooms. So your plan. And then if you agree that liberal ideals should be thrown at, should not be thrown at your child in the classroom, uh, please get out and vote for me this June. So your call to action. Uh, and we can't let the radical left continue to indoctrinate our youth and spread hate and division in schools. And that is just what will happen if we don't stop them. So this is how the voter can ultimately avoid failure um, and what will happen if they don't. So I think it shows a prospective voter that they're, they are the one initiating change, um, which is true because candidates come and go, but the the issues kind of stay and new problems arise. This is like um, a, a hybrid of the hero's journey and in okay. and, and, and marketing your, your pain, agitate, solve. Uh, that That's kind of what this feels like. And, and it works because those are two of the most effective means to not only get people to have their, their curiosity peaked and to actually get someone to, to see the problem before them and then see a tangible outcome. But when you Im- incorporate the hero's journey and you incorporate that story around it, now you're, you're humanizing it. Now you're making it more mm-hmm. real. Um, you know, here, here I'll give a secret sales tip. I, I, I use this every single time I have a, a prospect. I'll send out a little, um, like what to expect overview. And it's, you know, in this case, like a six steps. Here's what the, the buying process looks like. And I reason I do that is because I want there to be a visual representation of what they are to expect as we're going through this process together. Um, but at the same point in time, I'm I'm making it hyper personal to them. And you you can I mean, and this is the best part too. It doesn't have to necessarily be you sit down and you're devoting hours to to doing this. I mean, you can have templates that are specific to your ideal customer personas, to your specific verticals that you work with frequently. Um, you know, you you can have those different templates in place. And then it's just a matter of, of, you know, finessing a little bit here and there and, and just, you know, cleaning it up a little bit. So uh, I, I say all that because what you're outlining is not only something that we know works, but we see work every single day in many different ways through both the storytelling, but also through the the idea of using that pain, agitate and solve. So it just makes sense to, to bridge those two worlds together and just make it one kind of a super, super secret power, superpower. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And actually, what to expect overview. I mean, people tell you what they'll do in 30, 60, 100 days while in office. So they're kind of they're kind of doing a what to expect overview and campaigning anyways. It just I don't think people see it as um, 
correlating the two as as well as it could be transferable, I guess. Well, it's tough too because there's an R and a D next to the people's name, so there's instantly <laughs> that uh, that emotional attachment. So let me ask you this because this is this is the tough part, right? How mm-hmm. do we transcend what we're seeing right now with regards to if if you have someone with an R next to their name, there's either hyper support, hyper uh toxicity or just general apathy i mean it are we at a point where we need to get past pol- like party politics to avoid the tribal partisan feeling and more talk about what we're talking about here like what are the actual solutions that we're bringing to the table or is this just the nature of the beast I think with President Trump being elected in 2016, we saw a big shift and focus on the issues um, because we did see a lot of Democrats turn Republican, independents kind of lean that way. But I think, honestly, most of America is probably in that middle, middle ground. So if we sit here and we talk about the issues and what's important, I think we could really make a difference and, and, you know, kind of sway people to our side. If we're not just saying, you know, go right, go left. If we say, Hey, we're having issues in our schools. Um, Let's, let's vote on that this year. Let's fix that. And then, and then maybe, you know, you get someone a little less conservative or a little more conservative, but ultimately I think you buy something because you need, a picture frame on a wall, you buy a, you buy a nail, you buy a hammer. Um, we're having problems in our schools. So let's vote for someone who can fix that right now. And in the future, maybe we have an issue about something else, but I think, I think you're right that we could play a little less party politics, but all to say strong conservative here. (laughs) That's not a bad thing. Be bold in your convictions. I was up at a, uh, uh, it was a, a business owners conference in Wisconsin and it was, I was talking about cybersecurity solutions, had no intention in talking about really anything overtly political whatsoever. Um, but you know, my reputation precedes me in some regards when people search, you know, who's, who's the speakers and they find me the, the business, you know, cybersecurity side, then they sign, find me the political side. Obviously there's, there's a conversation that will, will, you know, inevitably take place and, one of the gentlemen came up, he said, you know, what do you do you know, when you have customers who maybe aren't the same politics as you? And I said, you know what, honestly, like I really haven't had that be an issue because at the end of the day, if I am authentically me and mm-hmm. they see that I'm okay with that and they see that I'm also being authentic throughout the, the entire sales process, then they're much more open to trusting me and and to build that relationship to build that real rapport and it's funny um i just got an email literally like an hour and a half ago from one of my my favorite customers uh not just because he's a great guy and we get along great but also because i can guarantee like once a quarter he has one deal that will come in at least you know a quarter that's going to be something you know whether it's a new little internet connection turn up or, or what have you um he and i are probably as far opposite in the political spectrum as we could possibly be um, and he even said that one time he had messaged me, he said, you know, Brian, I saw that you, uh, you had your, your one podcast you'd shared. Um, you know, I don't really agree with the, the Liberty stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're a great guy. I think it's great. You're doing it. Have fun, you know, enjoy. And that, that's different. 
right? Because you, that's you're transcending that political conversation. And I, I mean, I don't know about you, Morgan, but I see it every single day. People are like, <laughs> they're demanding for something different. They're demanding for the conversation to change. I mean, you saw this with, you saw this with the, the I think really after the 2020 um, election, really slapped back in Virginia with Northam, um, you know, just, just getting uh wallop there. And that, I think, and that was by by Young, by the by the way, uh, for those playing along in the home game. Um, but I think that right there kind of was like the wake up call. Like, play time's over. Like, people are so done with the bullying, the 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 just constant berating the culture war. It's exhausting, and it's not a matter of maybe fighting the culture war. Now it's a matter of standing up and fighting back. And I think a lot of folks weren't prepared, and maybe haven't expected or haven't witnessed what it's like for the more, you know, don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff side of uh, things. You know, that's you know, a little bumper sticker here. Folks want to go ahead and get that at briannicholshow.com forward slash shop, by the way. Um, but I mean, now you're seeing the, hey, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff, but now all of a sudden they're punching back. And mm-hmm. I, I think that right there is maybe a little bit where we're having a different conversation. People are seeing it a little bit different of a way because they're tired of the way it has been where you you just are, you're on eggshells constantly. It's exhausting. It is. It is. When you when you go out or um, like you said, you you have this political thing and then you've got your, your other IT business. Um, yeah, you know, when when I go somewhere and I tell individuals that I am a political business owner, they usually want to ask what side I'm on. So I'm a little bit skeptical when I'm receiving a service to tell them <laughs> because I want to get, you know, good food and I want to get a good massage. But, you know, the problem is, is you just never know if that is going to be the outcome. And I, I wish we could get past that. Me too. Um, it's, it's it's exhausting. Um, I'm hoping we're we're gonna get there. I think I have a a, a wild theory, Morgan, and we're I'm I think we're gonna see this over the next few days with uh, not days but maybe months or so, if everything transpires with Elon Musk purchasing Twitter the way he has. I I think we're gonna find, especially on Twitter, that a lot of the voices that are are fluffed up. And and we're I mean Elon's even hinting at this. You look at like the New York Times and how they have I think it's fifty million fifty million followers, and I mean their engagement is nothing. It's terrible, mm-hmm. and it's obvious that there are you know there are fake followers in in social media for sure. And I think we're gonna find not only do a lot of the the quote unquote big voices on social media um, not only have they been overly inflated by by Twitter and, and maybe not intentionally but has been allowed by Twitter but then you go to the algorithm side these voices have been amplified more than they would justify if it was truly a, a neutral system and then you're gonna see a lot of the voices on you know anything right of center or, or dare I say even just you know the, the the more rational centrist person who was looking to engage in a conversation um, that those voices have been stifled those voices have been, Turned turned down in the algorithms and, and have been shadow banned in many cases, and I think we're going to see that um, 
And I think that will be an incredible breath of fresh air because I think a lot of people are going to be validated and the, the eternal gaslighting will come to an end because it's, it has no choice but to. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think it's already working. I, I have a friend that I worked with in, in the Iowa Republican party years and years ago, and he got off Twitter and last night he actually texted me and he said, I'm back. (laughs) He said like, I'm ready for free speech. And, uh, and so I think, uh, Elon's doing a great thing there and I'm kind of hoping that maybe it is going to be a good platform to spread political messaging. I mean, um, they've had a rough time and have kind of censored advertisements on that end. And, you know, Facebook is hard to advertise on if you're conservative, at least. So, it's kind of like you jump through 20 hoops and then give them your firstborn and then maybe, maybe you'll be verified. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Six weeks later and, you know, three of those weeks after the primary and you're in. Morgan, uh, people I'm sure are curious. They want to learn more. Um, but first I have to ask you, so you mentioned most of your clients are in, in Iowa. Do you service people outside of greater Iowa? Yes. Yes, I do. So uh, I have the campaign development series and it is a training for first time candidates who really just don't know where to start or what they're doing. Uh, They've got that that good heart and the mission. um, And I'm here to help them kind of walk through that process. So um, they can find that at www.right-strategies.com. And it goes through eight modules from, you know, announcement day to your election day, how to get your data, how to how to craft your messaging, how to uh, budget, what you should spend money on if you've got limited resources. Um, but then for individuals who are needing other services like general consulting or needing some help with their messaging. Um, we do that as well. And we've got a few clients outside Iowa, but primarily Iowa for now. So uh, I am looking for that next candidate that I can help. Tell us, okay, so who who should be reaching out to you? What, what type of candidate are you looking to help? Yeah, yeah. So right now, school board, you know, local race to state house or state senate is the area that, uh, right strategies is the most helpful. Um, since we're looking at those first time candidates, those are typically where individuals start out doing, doing, uh, work to help their district. You know, you don't typically see someone just all of a sudden run for U.S. Senate. And if they do, I'd, I'd love to be a first time resource, but, um, I'm finding that those local levels are really where, important changes happening and and where you know as a conservative i believe it should be happening is you know it should be it should be local so perfect and and what we'll do we'll make it easy for you folks we'll include all of the links there for right strategies plus morgan's bio in the show notes all you have to do is go to your podcast catcher and then uh, click the artwork. It'll bring you right to briannicholshow.com where you can find today's episode the entire transcript of the episode and oh yeah by the way over 500, I couldn't believe it, 500 episodes in total, including uh, guest appearances and bonuses over at 
The Brian Nichols Show. By the way, did you know, Morgan, that you can go ahead and check out some of our awesome swag that will be leaving the Brian Nichols Show store over at Proud Libertarian soon. We have our Joe Biden, don't nuke me, bro, uh, swag that will be leaving soon. So make sure you head over there and catch it before it's gone. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Morgan Bowman from Right Strategies. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Enjoying the audio version of the show? Then you'll love our YouTube channel. Be sure to head over there and subscribe. And if you're new to The Brian Nichols Show, be sure to head to your favorite podcast catcher and click download all unplayed episodes so you don't miss one of our nearly 500 episodes that will be sure to leave you educated, enlightened, and informed. If you got value from today's episode, can you do me a favor and head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash support and leave us a $5 donation? And by the way, have you given the show a five-star review yet? If not, head to Apple Podcasts and tell folks why you listen to the program and don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe too. Follow me on social media at B Nichols Liberty. And again, if you'd be so kind, please consider making a donation to The Brian Nichols Show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Faced with an uncertain future, many business owners and technology professionals don't have the time needed to invest in their business technology strategies. And as a result, they're afraid of their technology getting outdated and putting their company and customers' information at risk. The digital future is already here, but with all different choices in the marketplace, it's difficult to know which one will be the best fit for you and your strategic vision. Imagine having the peace of mind that your business is backed by the right technology investments that are tailored for your specific needs. Hi, I'm Brian Nichols, and I've helped countless business owners and technology professionals just like you, helping you make informed decisions about what technologies are best to invest in for your business. Voice, bandwidth, cybersecurity, business continuity, juggling all the aspects of business technology is messy. Let me help. Head to briannicholsshow.com forward slash help and sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with yours truly to dig deep into where you see your company heading and how we can align your business technology towards those goals. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com forward slash help to get your simplified business technology started today.